You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Lad Unscripted Podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, joined today with my beautiful wife, Anna Tigre, across the table from me. We just came from church. We're recording this on Sunday. It's going to post tomorrow on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, outstanding sermon today. and We and were so very moved by it that we decided to share. Yeah, and, share and whether, whether you, you are guys. the church-going type or not, this is just... Uh, applies just, to everybody. Yeah, it was just really, really powerful. If you're alive, it applies to you. Yes. yes. <laughs> Now, I, we got to mention uh, today's show is brought to you by Blessed Body. I almost forgot. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you by BlessedBodyWear.com. Uh, this week, Anna, you've got... Oh, we've got some new releases this week. And you're so low on inventory right now. People are asking, what's going on? I know. that Pretty soon, we're going to tell everybody what's been going on, some big changes. But uh, what we can say is that we're back in production mode, and pretty soon, all of our shelves will be full again. Pants are in production. Your Black yeah. Boys pants are in production. Right now, it's the halter, the halter tank. Yeah, the halter tank is releasing today. Or, you know, by the time this show is up. Yeah, by the time this airs. Yeah, and uh, that was our bestseller last year. We did a limited run, so we decided to bring it back. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And as well, we want to give, yes. <laughs> and it looks so awesome on you. Everybody that wears that thing, you you wore a prototype of a black, It's it's got a mesh top. Yeah. And then a, like, what, a regular bottom half of the shirt. But the, you did one that was white and black. It was... Oh, so cool. yeah. Remember you that like one? that one too? Uh-huh. That was just a prototype, like a tuxedo. right? You're talking me into making that we'll one. We'll see out. what happens in spring. <laughs> we'll see what happens in spring. I also want to mention Susie Bell from Silver Bullet Anti-Aging, silverbulletantiaging.com. Uh, she does our hormone replacement therapy. If and you're just over out of, 40, you'd need to check this out. <laughs> actually, yeah. Man or woman. And yeah. Anyway, we can go into that. Uh, we, we, we're going to have Susie. Susie's uh, uh, in Utah a lot these days, but we're going to have her here and have her on the show. I did a we, podcast earlier with her. I'll put the link to that in the description. But uh, We need to. She's yeah, pretty awesome. Really, really helpful stuff. Anyway, today, church. Um, this was... Uh, they talked about the different stages of life, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, there's a, I, I think four stages. Well, the, oh yeah. yeah. He, race he to was, the end. Right. Race to the end. What it is is, you know, when you get older and, and we talked, it talked about, uh, you know, when you get older, uh, he, he brought up a nurse by the name of, and this is a very popular thing. I think was uh, there's a story done in Huffington Post about this. Yeah. But a nurse by the name of uh, Bronnie Ware, an Australian palliative care nurse. Yeah. Palliative care, of course, is people that don't have much time left. Yeah. They're, they're, a few weeks to leave. Yeah. They're just, they're, there's nothing more that can be done. They're just uh, waiting to die. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it talked about the top five regrets. Right. Um, and, and, and that and, hits home. It was just so powerful. Because you can put yourself in that person's shoes, right? Or the, the, the patient that is looking back at their life, they know they're not going to make it. They're no. And that's what he did for me. I'm like, if that was me today, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to go home and make sure that I don't make that list? <laughs> right. And, and on that list of the five, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of four of them. I'm really? guilty of four. Absolutely, I'm guilty of four. And and so I just really, it really spoke to me because I'm like, okay, maybe I, I'm not going to wait till the end. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm in palliative care before I start making those changes. I think it's something I want to do now. And so that's why we wanted I'm to pass I'm guilty of on. two and a half. 
Is that possible? Two and a half. Two and a half only. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one here that one of them is the the third most popular. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I don't have that struggle. <laughs> Much to my own dismay See? and everybody around me. Yeah. You 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 are able to express your feelings very well. Yeah, you know, I just feel like uh, well, and we shouldn't be starting with three, but mm-hmm. the, the third one was I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Yeah, and and I. I've never really struggled with that. I have no problem letting you know or anybody else exactly how I feel because I just feel like it's such a waste of time. If there's if there's a disconnection there of any kind, yeah. why would you harbor resentment? Why not just get it out in the open, deal with it and move on? And if yeah. you're never going to talk to each other again, get that started. And if you are, well, get it started so it can be positive moving yeah. forward. So. That is something that I struggled with uh, for most of my life in... You know, not in every possible way, but in some ways. And, um, but with that said, I've come a long way. And I, what what makes you hold that back? To to me, I approach everything, and this is something you and I have discovered in in our relationship, right? Yeah. Is that what I I tend to lean towards a a more logical approach? And you, what are you saying? Well, it, there's more logic in it and less emotions. Yeah, like less emotion, but also less. Uh, it's just logical. Okay, if this makes sense. You don't take things uh, so personal. Well, he, here's the thing. Actually, um, I just did a show in the Blast podcast with Elaine, mm-hmm. and we talked about exactly that communication, expressing your feelings, expressing your thoughts, communicating with other people. And we both she and i struggle with it you know uh so who better to talk about that you know an expert will be like hey it's like somebody that is really really good in mathematics they'll be like how come you can't do this it's so simple and then somebody that struggles will be like no this makes no sense in my head Mm -hmm. and it's very interesting because to me what it is is it's a mix of personality with upbringing. Mm-hmm. So this very same upbringing can have different outcomes in two different children with different personalities. And so she and I, one of the things that we can relate is that we're both both Tauruses, we share certain personality traits. And then our upbringing were, you know, like very old school way of parenting where children don't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever I do, it goes. And it doesn't matter if you have a point or not. So from a very, very young age, you learn that it doesn't matter what you say, it's not even going to be taken in consideration. So you just say, whatever i'll just keep it to myself i i i won't waste you know all of my pouring myself into something that i know the outcome and then that just becomes your norm by the time you leave the house it's 18 years of your life you know 20 for me of just one way of communicating which is i'm not gonna waste my time or my breath sharing my thoughts my opinions my logic with somebody that doesn't matter what i say is gonna shut me down and say you know what that doesn't matter because it's still gonna go my way the problem with that is that then you go into the real world as an adult where you have you know you can you're entitled to your own opinion you make your own decisions but you continue to live your life that way and Mm -hmm. until you truly 
devote yourself to learn a new way to to have the the self-esteem to know that you know what hey this doesn't make me feel i don't like how this makes me feel or i feel a certain way until you know that you have the right to do that mm-hmm. you just don't and then you assume everything and you take everything personal and then you put you have something in your head so it's it's kind of like it's it's a real hard uh, habit to break because at that point it's a habit um but you know what if you don't break that habit you are gonna be old dying mm-hmm. and you're gonna be like why mm-hmm. why did i not share my feelings like those are va- they are my feelings they're valid feelings why you know why would i let somebody else reaction keep me from voicing my opinion or voicing however i felt so thankfully i'm still alive and 44 <laughs> and uh you i have time to change i have time to change i've come a long way and i still have some ways to go because sometimes when and that's what she and i were explaining when it's um there's a lot of stress mm-hmm. a lot of pressure and little sleep you go back to you revert back to you, you revert know. right back to what you know like mm-hmm. because you're not thinking so it, it goes back to that so that that to me is that was my reason and happened to be her reason i'm sure other people have different reasons i don't know you know there's as you're describing that i i remember that when i was very very young and mm-hmm. now I don't know if that's part of being a kid. Cause again, I was raised, you know, I was born in 1959. Mm-hmm. So what the rule was then is children are to be seen and not heard. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so that's, you know, you just kind of keep your opinions to yourself. I, I think what happened when I was young is a lot of the, like, I was an only child, you know, the broken home, you know, that kind of thing. And then, uh, and then back in those days, you know, my friends, a lot of them couldn't hang out with me because my mom was a divorcee. You right. Know? Uh, and then, and then just the way my mom lived her life, uh, a lot of those close relationships didn't remain close relationships over time. And and now they're, they're relationships I don't even really have with family members and friends. And so the thing of it is, is, uh, you know, you get to that point. And I think this was really honed in during police work when I was a cop, mm-hmm. is that everybody, this is the thing, when you're a cop, everybody you talk to lies to you. Mm-hmm. Everybody you're talking to hates you. <laughs> right. You know, there's 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 no friendlies out there. There's no such thing as well, a friendly. Maybe, Either they want something from you or they want to get out of something or they want right. to get away or they want to so so everybody's, you know, doing that. And so the thing of it is is that and that's your day in, day out, every sleeping or waking moment. And and so you just and the so there's two sides to that. One is I don't care about anybody else's approval. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. I, it's probably not a good thing, um, but I just don't care about getting somebody else's approval. The other thing was, is you know, in, in that kind of a business, in a life and death, death business like the military, like being a first responder, mm-hmm. you have to be very crystal clear in your communication. Sure. What you want, what you don't want, what's right or wrong, and you don't worry about somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you, you need to have a thick skin in that business. You know, right. when I was on SWAT, you don't beat around the bush. But also, Terry, think about this, because that's something that Elaine and I discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't develop that, um, you know, not taking things personally personally and and not assuming things which are the two most important things 
for communication, mm-hmm. right? Right. That's your job as a police officer, right? You don't right. assume anything. You need to get the facts, right? Right. And you don't take anything personal, like you said, because that's. It, it, Makes no sense. Everybody's everybody's an ass right. at that point. So, so you don't really care. So you know? basically that job gave you that power, self-esteem, uh, it, it built you up. But in absence of that, like if somebody doesn't have the self-esteem or the self-worth well, or you, the- you, I think what you're saying, correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. Sure. Didn't matter because you could do the, you could you say something to. direct or indirect. They don't like you anyway. Right. So there's no benefit to beating around the bush and trying to save somebody's, you know, wounded feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you achieve the objective you need to achieve and move on to the next thing. Right. By being direct, dealing with the issue and moving on. Right. And, and now I'm no longer in police work. And, and frankly, I, I'm learning now to, Try to communicate better with my children, with you. you tone know. it down. <laughs> to tone it down. <laughs> well, you know, that, that that sometimes, you know, being more sensitive to how they need to hear it. Yeah. Rather than just putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, because it, it can come across as abrasive sometimes. And, and uh, yes, people can get used to it, but, you know, I don't think they I should think anybody that, you know, in, in you those can, jobs, military, like you tend to communicate very direct and it can seem a little harsh. There's an objective to right. the conversation you go to the objective emotions are not taken in consideration no it's just there's no there's no benefit to emotions that get in the way which by the way like it's funny because 90% of the time you are so nurturing and you know sensitive like you have all that other side like because you're such an artist you know the way you write people can see that and that's how you communicate to people but when things are more urgent Mm -hmm. you reverse back to what you know which is you know a, a straightforward way to communicate but depending on the situation if it's not life or death well, that's what i'm learning yeah, actually i'm learning yeah. that from you you well, know it's see well no i'm <laughs> we learning it from you and so so i think there's i think there's a happy medium in there just just i think you have to so that you don't get to this point for this is one of your regrets Great in life regrets exactly is that there are times mm-hmm. when you just need to be direct mm-hmm and just state state what you need to say what's on your mind get yeah. it off your chest right yeah. and then resolve it it doesn't have to be they don't have to be fighting words mm-hmm. but being direct i think is in for me it's the greatest form of respect that i can give somebody that i'm having a disagreement with is being direct not not disrespectful but mm-hmm. direct mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but then also uh, there's just 99% of the the time that it's not absolutely necessary. I think there is a, I think there's some benefit to not holding it inside. I think that's wrong. Just delivering it a little more gentle. Yeah. Yeah, Just delivering in a way that's going to be received better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Now let's move on to number five because actually number three, oddly enough is a segue into number five. Yeah. I wish I had let myself be happier. And then part of that is, is, you know, getting into a routine, old habits, you know, old patterns of doing things, you know, comfort, familiarity, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, trying to, uh, you know, get they, stuck in a, in a rut basically. Right, yeah. Right. And, and, and trying to not rock the apple cart. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I would say I'm a diehard apple cart rocker. 
And I'm the one that is always just happy with no matter what's happening. <laughs> right. Until you have a drink. <laughs> yeah, and then you get that same beautiful <laughs> smile, but oh my gosh, the stuff that comes out of that Good mouth. Good thing that I really rarely, you rarely have a drink. drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I think what happens is when I have a drink, I don't have a filter anymore, so Anna, I don't deliver it. It's the funniest thing, because when I first hey, met on. you... I'd become you. Oh my gosh. I know. But it's just like, you still got the same beautiful smile and it's so warm and loving. And you're just waiting for the little harps to play when you speak. And it's just out comes this tongue, like, you know, it's like zap. You know? It's like, okay, you're going to tell me about me now. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think one of the things that, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like that it's a hundred percent, um, Oh, maybe it is a great asset to have. I am, because I am people definitely are one of those guys. I wish I'd let myself be happier. I know that you worry a lot. I you worry, worry a lot. I take on everybody. I take on the responsibility for everything and everyone. Yeah. And I always set myself aside. Yes. And it's not, it's not this wonderful, oh, he always is there, sets himself aside for everybody else. You know, yeah. that, that all sounds good in the movies, <laughs> but the reality is, is you're squashing part of your life sure. and you're keenly aware of it when you're doing it and you'll do it like I'll do it for a time out of service right but when it becomes chronic because everybody gets used to that mm -hmm. and you don't take care of your needs as well the and things they take you it need for to granted yes yeah. and then now you feel like a doormat sure and, and then you you resent, you resent and it. that's chronically me no and I think too uh, that's one thing and I think that I honestly think what you just described has a little bit more to do with number one, which we're going to go to that later. But what I see in you um, is you, you know, you are a planner, you, ha you always have, you know, goals, and you're always trying to get better, learn, develop yourself. You, you, you don't get complacent. You, you never settle for where you are. You always have, you know, plans to expand. But at the same time, it's hard for you to stop your mind and your brain and stay in the moment and, and actually like enjoy the food mm -hmm. enjoy the laughter and you've got you've gotten probably a million times better since we we have we had kids yeah. because i think there there's simple ways to look at life actually stops you in your tracks and you're like you know like we were laughing all the way home mm -hmm. yesterday from from hiking with the kids because they were so silly and playing with their little toys and like that. And you, you actually, you can be in the moment more. Mm -hmm. When I first met you, you were never in the moment no. ever. Like you could go to a party and you wouldn't be enjoying yourself because you're always worrying. And that's something I've seen tremendous growth in you as far as like, okay, you know what? I've done everything today I've accomplished and now I'm going to actually allow myself to have some fun and I'll get right back to work tomorrow. You and know? I know a lot of guys, like I know me, uh, whenever we go out to any event that is outside of the house, yep. I'm the bodyguard. Right. And so I know where all the exits are, you know, my, I've got whatever weapons I feel like I need, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I've always got a plan, you know, what happens sure. if somebody gets hurt? What happens to this or this or this right. or this? And, and, uh, and I know a lot of guys that are, you know, have that same trait. I know a lot of guys that are Sure, that if way. you were trained to see the <clears throat> right. world that way, you can't stop yourself from seeing the world that way. Right, when I go out by myself, it's not work. 
Right. But when we go out of this house, whether it's go to the park or we go out to dinner or we anything like that, you know what? I'm I, on the job. It's not I relaxing kind of for me. Understand it now because when I take three kids to the playground, it, until yeah. we're back in the van and everybody's buckled, you can't relax, and nobody has been snatched away. Right. Then I can finally. Re- but I'm so tired snatched away or in jesse's case you know leaped off the top of the monkey bars my gosh landed on his head right you know what i mean and or cadence great cadence i great yeah yeah i great (laughs) i great until you bump your head (laughs) that's that's his statement if you tell him don't do that he's just i great (laughs) i great i great yesterday we went to red rocks to climb not to climb to go on a hike he went to climb and then he was climbing this big rock and i'm like no 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 he's so you can't stop this kidney scrabbling up the side of this boulder his little tiny hands you know and i'm like stop stop but mom i'm a great climber (laughs) i'm like yeah but who's gonna get you down you can climb up but who's gonna get you down and then he he took a a second like you know you could see his wheels turning (laughs) and that's the thing so so the being happier thing uh for me being happy is being out in the wilderness by myself (laughs) you know or scuba diving or riding my motorcycle or something like that but I, i do struggle just being in the moment now with the kids uh, it was you because I used to always be, that's your job. And I just stand, I stand watch. Right. 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 And, and then, uh, you know, the relationship really, really developed with the kids, especially Jesse. Yeah. And then, and now the girls too. Yeah. Cause it's, and it's, here. uh, now my job. <laughs> you are the entertainer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the class. I'm the clown, right? It doesn't matter what you say. They're yeah. laughing. Yeah. Even sometimes Terry wants to like, let them know. And they're like, they think I'm joking. joking. Yeah. yeah. You're dad. joking, dad. You, you're silly. <laughs> yeah. Like Katie likes to say, she's like, mom, we have a silly dad. <laughs> so there you but go. But when I understood my job was to be in the moment with them and give them an amazing childhood, mm-hmm. and one that I didn't have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've learned that from you and I'm learning how to do it. And, and so that's uh, my job, but it's a more fun job than being a bodyguard. You know, I'm still the bodyguard. I'm always the bodyguard. Sure. right? Um, and so it's hard for me to, like, I don't go out and drink in public. Yeah. You know, I never do, you know, it's just because you never know, you know, right. what happens if, you know, right. and, uh, and I think that'll always be there. Although I don't feel like I'm missing out because of that. Right. I think everybody around me misses out though. Yes. Because absolutely. I'm in a different place. That's exactly yeah. it. Because we're not like with, with me, you know, obviously being your wife, if we go, we don't go to clubs like that, but let's say we go to a wedding, mm-hmm. you know, I'm there to dance with you. I'm there to enjoy with you. And then if you are not, you know, and it took me a long time to understand exactly, you know, what was going on and your perspective. But if you are not engaged, then I'm not having a good time, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it's like being at a party by yourself, but there's, Somebody there with you. Bodyguard standing there beside you, right? (laughs) That guy's no fun. No, (laughs) you try to get away from the bodyguard and go have fun, right? Exactly. And so that's the thing. And so, so the kind of things that we like to do for fun, we like to do photo shoots together. We like to do staycations where we go places and things like that, or go to the beach. Go to the beach. And thankfully, exactly like I'm not. I we're not partiers anyway. I I started going to clubs and just 
just in context though like it's very different than going to a club here but i grew up in brazil like i was going to clubs when i was 13 years old mm-hmm. by the time i moved here and i was 20 i i was done you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i never really had any desire that to whole go scene to clubs gets old so fast anyway yeah and then there was times when i was single that i actually went because i felt almost obligated like oh i'm single now mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna go to a club and i never had a good time and especially in vegas i think there's something different here like when, when you live in bug tussle somewhere right and you go to your club you see you know, the same people you, the same you know people all the time yeah, so there's friends. a bit of you know restraint there sure, you know sure. to some degree and here there's absolutely no restraint i mean no. you got normal people from iowa yeah that are acting like absolute fools because right. they think oh what happens in vegas stays in vegas yeah until you know? it's on the internet right <laughs> <laughs> but they do they come here and yeah. just go crazy right yeah, and so yeah. You know, we've been, when I manage the Vitrix model team, you know, we go to a club, Mm -hmm. there's whatever, six girls or eight girls or whatever it is. We got to be in a roped off area with bodyguards because people are so brazen. They're in Vegas. They think, oh, there's a chick over there. I can have sex with her, you know? Yeah, I'm just going to grab her Right, and so you just have this crazy thing here. So to me, going out here is not, like going out to club stuff where there's drinking and stuff like that, it's not fun. I don't. I don't enjoy it. I know other people certainly do, but yeah, I I, don't. I I feel the same way. So so we have no problems there. But being happy, the thing of it is, is that we found things that we like. Well, yesterday we went. We took the kids hiking, hiking. for the first time because yeah. they're they're finally old enough. Yep. And we all had a great time. Yeah. We we hiked maybe a hundred yards. <laughs> I was fully packed with medical equipment. Yes. And you used and it. water and I ended up needing the medical equipment, of course. That's you know, the thing, you know. Emma touched her some some plant. Yeah. yeah and, uh, oh, that almost died yeah. from the little yeah, it was <laughs> little horrible. poke on her hand. But that's the thing, like uh you know, you, you've adjusted to me very well. I've adjusted to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I need to do though is, um, you know, going out with the family all the time is work. And so I do need to, I'm learning now to balance that with go out and do something by myself. Yes. And, and that I, I could do that for two hours a week. Yeah. And I feel like a completely different person. Sure. And so if there's anything that I haven't done, I haven't allowed myself that and and I really do have a happiness. Like I would never drag you out to some of the stuff that I'm interested in seeing. Right. I, I don't want to impose that on you. So we try to do things that are for everybody else, but that's all we do. Yeah. And you know, you take time and go have now you're starting to do it yourself. Go spend time with your sister and yeah. talk and stuff like that. And and I go and do things that I want to do. Yeah. And, uh, and it works out well. And I think that's, it, it, it doesn't have to be like four hours of this and four hours of that. No, it's literally, if I get two hours, four hours or an afternoon or something like you that. You know what? Sometimes when Elaine watches the kids and mm-hmm. I'm able to go to the grocery store by myself, mm-hmm. That it's is, an outing. It is. It doesn't Especially sound like if much. It's, if it's like Whole Foods, one that I like really right. love. Yeah. And I go there and I get a green juice and my and, favorite coffee and then I buy. And like, a bill for $150. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but, but literally I come home and yeah. I just feel, because I went there like... L- I go anywhere I go now, I'm worried about somebody's going to take one of our kids because that's everywhere. Then just somebody posted on Facebook the other day that 
just a little girl a little four-year-old girl you yep. know almost got taken away broad daylight in an area that we used to live mm-hmm. and, and the guy got released on his own reconnaissance Yes. I just read it yesterday. Yeah. You're they kidding. didn't even hold him in. They let him go. That's what they're doing now. The guy's been arrested 35 times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother show. So that's the thing. That's, yeah, a, whole yeah, that's a whole nother show. show. But yeah, I, but balancing up, balancing that out with doing things you want to do. Uh, number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends and I'm so guilty of that. Yes. I know you are too. I am. I am. And I'm slightly better than you. <laughs> yeah. Like with me, I'm, pro- I'm the worst for just connecting people. Yeah. Oddly enough. And, and I made this comment in our last show that I'm, I'm an intro, very much an introvert. Yeah. And people are like, oh gosh, you know, you don't seem like an introvert, but I really am. What, the, what I can go spend time with people. Yeah. But I need, I need to recharge after that. And yes. extroverts are people when they spend time with people like Elaine is an extrovert. Yes. If she has to stay she home by recharged. herself, she yeah. gets depressed. Yes. She gets recharged and has energy by seeing people. And I'm the opposite. And so I'm kind of in the middle. I, f- I feel, you know, I, I need more social time than you do, yep. but I am not like Elaine either. And I'm see, kind I would of be that middle. guy that if a plane ever crashed and ended up on a deserted island, yeah. I'd actually <laughs> be happy. happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know, I still have friends though from high school, mm-hmm. from middle school. One of my best friends in the world, uh, we've been friends since middle school and we are still in touch. Although there has been phases in our lives where we hardly talk for sometimes years. Mm-hmm. But I do have a lot of friendships that have carried over the years. And I just want to... But you communicate every day with somebody. Yeah. You're communicating all the time with yeah, people. With there, people there's yeah. certainly other, other yeah. relationships you like to do yeah. more with. Yeah. With me, I... Gosh. You can go days without... Other than contacting you. Yeah. You know, I, I really... I'm very, very, very guilty of that. And, and I... The Mostly is, because you're an introvert. Yeah, but I'll, it's not because I don't want to talk to him. It's just that I feel an anxiety about like, yeah. oh gosh, I should call, you know. Right. My, and calling is the worst for you. It's the worst. Yeah. I can text, Yeah. you know, but then if it turns into a text conversation, I get anxiety about that. Right. right? And so it's just, a, it's a weird thing, but. Uh, it's not because you don't love them. See? No, friends, it isn't. But friends I mean, they, listening. They, they wouldn't know that. <laughs> right. You know, um, and right. so I, I really, really need to do that a lot more but uh that that's number four number three we talked about i wish i had the courage to express my feelings number two i wish i hadn't worked so hard is that one of yours no (laughs) (laughs) it's almost mean to me to ask that isn't it (laughs) you know i've worked very hard in my life but I wouldn't say that I took away from everybody else in the world because I worked so hard. And that's, I mean, that's degrees of comfort because for some of my family and friends that I grew up with, they think I'm like nuts, you know, that I worked way too hard. My mom- the culture in Brazil is different that way. Yes, true. You know, my mom and dad, they came and they spent- a month and a half over like in October and then another month and a half, December, January, 
and they cannot get over how much we work and how much we still have, you know, responsibilities with kids and right. home and all like that. Like they can't, that's out of their We're comfort zone. We're living the American dream, Anna. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, but no, yeah. And for me, I work uh, for many years until I, even after I met you, Yeah. Uh, I, the only day I ever took off yeah. was Christmas Day. Yes. And Christmas Day was a painful day for me. Yes. It was always like, by the end of it, it's like, I can't wait till the next day. But also, I, you know, correct me if I'm off, but we talked will, about I'll this. I will, be very direct about it. <laughs> we talked about this before. And for a long time, work was kind of a, in a way, therapy for you mm -hmm. to, you know, you dealt with depression at times and you dealt mm -hmm. with PTSD and you dealt with being an introvert in yep. a, in a world where your job was to communicate with people. I mean, when I met you and you were a photographer for the fitness industry oh and gosh. all the magazines and all of blah, blah, blah. I think you, at one point you had a hundred different texts going get, at once yeah I'd, I'd get between 100 and 150 texts a day right. probably 30 calls a day right and at that point probably was when i mean i remember you sitting in your chair at night and <laughs> literally falling asleep on your on your keyboard and then i was just watching you because of course that was your girlfriend so i knew nothing and i'll be like honey do you think you want to go to bed nope i'm gonna finish this and i'm just looking because i'm like He's falling asleep. How is he ever going to finish this? And then he would literally fall asleep and then he would wake up and I would, I would just be in, look at me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then when he did that two or three times, he's like, I think I should probably go to bed. I'm like, you know what? That's a great idea. I wish I had mentioned this an hour ago. <laughs> and to your defense, no, now I, you would listen, actually, yeah, if I told you that. I mean, when I first met you, I was doing 16 was an average day. 20 was, you know, yeah. days where I really pushed it. Some yeah. days, I remember, I remember one time uh, when I was still living in Canada, I went into work on Monday, into my office on Monday, and I came out Thursday. I did that every month. You used to do overnights. When, um, yep. uh, when I met you, mm -hmm. you used to, especially Olympia weekend, mm -hmm. like I couldn't believe it. Well, the Arnold weekend, I used to get there on Wednesdays. I'd come home Sunday, and yep. in that time, I'd, I'd sleep no more than eight hours, anywhere right. between five and eight hours that right. whole time. Right. And, and part of it was the PTSD. That's a big part. That played a big role in it. Yeah. Um, the now I I don't have that issue yeah. anymore. I don't I, I don't deal with it that sleep. way. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to enjoy my sleep. You yeah. know, uh, and for me the the kids the kids have been the game changer. You know, you were a game changer because life was fun with you. I, I enjoyed being with you and we yeah. did fun things and you're so different than I am where you just... <laughs> Obviously, based on this conversation. Every, well, every minute of every day, you're in the moment, right? right? And so life was just so beautiful and colorful and wonderful Terry's with you, like, you know? Terry's like, Anna, stop and look at the big picture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, just stop and smell no, this flower. No, there's a big flower here yeah. instead. You know? But that's just it. So you've helped me. Uh, you've, you really laid a, re a good example there, but having the kids yeah. has been the biggest change for me mm -hmm. where um, now I want to work efficiently. So I'm up 
well, the last week, every day it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm yeah. up. And so I just sort of give into it now and I just get up and start working. Yeah. But that way I can shut down, you know, around noon or two or three in the afternoon. And then I've got, I put in my 12 hours and then I've got, you know, time to spend with yeah, until the kids go to bed and right. then I go to bed, you know? Right. And so it's been great. And, and now I want to spend more time with them because I see how much, I see what it does to them when I'm not, Mm -hmm. spending time with them mm -hmm. big know, change huge change, big change their yeah. confidence is, is different yeah they're they're the way they react they act out and stuff like that when yeah. we're all together like yesterday was your idea to go hiking yeah and it was like oh, okay. you did not want to go nope and i love hiking <laughs> yeah but it's like okay i gotta go out there i'm gonna have to carry everybody if we get too far in i'm gonna have to carry somebody out you know i'm gonna have to this and this and, and this we and were bringing the dogs too and we're bringing the Anna dogs to too. Bring everybody. Right, right so we got barking dogs and kids trying to climb up rocks and i'm just like oh god this is gonna be heck you know it's gonna be horrible so anyway we went out and it was the best day ever it was you know because you can stand there and you know, Emma, you know, we're standing there and I mean, understand that this is the desert. It's mm -hmm. a mountainous region. It's nothing but rocks. Mommy, look, look, that's a rock. That's a rock. Because <laughs> <laughs> Terry kept pointing out at her. He's like, look at that, Emma. That's a blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, it's the this cactus plant, the and cactus. The different and cactuses so and the then holes. So she thought she would teach me yeah. something. So she's showing you something about nature, <laughs> yes. you know? National Geographic. So, oh so yeah, I, 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 I'm learning. Now, the other part of it is I love my work. I love writing. Yeah. Love doing these podcasts. I love yeah. doing video. Love taking pictures. I love that. Yeah. Um, the other stuff that I do, the business you stuff that I do. You are not meant to be a full-time dad with no work. Like, that no. doesn't fulfill you. And that's, you and I have had this conversation so many times where it's like, you know, for me, if I could, mm -hmm. I would be full-time mom. Yeah. And that's what is in my heart right now. And it might change. And I have many plans for the future, but it truly is my calling. That's yeah. what God put in my heart. It has, hasn't always been this way, but that's where I am right now. And for you, you, you need your, that creative outlet, you know, yeah. that's what you need, but you also need the balance. Yeah. Right. What what kills me is doing the business stuff because I I hate business. I've always done business. I mean, being a photographer is a business, yeah. right? So anything, and I've done so much business stuff, right? And I really don't enjoy business, <clears throat> but uh, I enjoy the creative stuff. And like right now, it's fun, but I also like business. I can grind through. You can't grind through a creative, photo shoot or yes. writing something. You got to be sure. rested. You got to be sure. inspired, all of that. And and so this has been the healthiest change for me, but that's just been this year. Yeah. I'm 60. Yes. And, and what it is is just my kids my kids are a tremendous inspiration you're a tremendous inspiration for me and you you and my kids become and the dogs become this fuel for you know the imaginary world that i want to sure know, illustrate sure right? yeah so it's been something that uh i i don't regret what i did before but i i i'm really really happy now that i'm spending the time with the kids that i am because it's Yes, it benefits them, and that's the primary reason why I'm doing it. The unintended thing or the unexpected thing is, is that it's changing my life. How it affects you. Yeah. I've never been this just generally happy mm -hmm. as I am with these that's so true. kids and dogs and you. you know, it's <laughs> wonderful. The, the number one, the number one reason. That could be a whole show, number one. Oh, my gosh, yeah. 
<laughs> I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not a life the others expected me, expected of me. Yep. And I think that's, uh, I'm definitely guilty of that. Yeah, me too. When oh we were sitting gosh. in church this morning, we went through all the other ones. We got to this one, Anna's squeezing my hand, you know. <laughs> she says, yes, yes, I get it. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think when you're a person, for me, what it is, is it's about service. Yeah. And so you always put others, others in, front. in front of you yeah. and you sacrifice your needs, your wants, the desires, the things you want to do. Um, and the thing that is, is if that's all people know of you, they mm -hmm. just expect that. Mm -hmm. They don't know that you want to do other things. Right, or, if you don't tell them. Right, right, how would they know? How would they know? And, yeah. and so I go around just kind of like, oh, my life is slipping between my fingers. I'm getting older. I'm 60. I'm going to be 80 and dead soon. Yeah. 80 then dead. Yeah. Know, 20 years later, 30 years later. Exactly. 40 years later. You got 40 to go <laughs> at least. And so I, I just... Uh, I am very, very, very guilty of that. And that's something I have to change. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I'm going to say that right now, I am finally in my path, I feel. Yeah. I finally let go of people's expectations of me. I was raised to be something and then I rebelled against that, but I then I tried to find my confidence by being something I thought I should be. And then, you know, I've done all these things and I made all these choices. And then one day I stopped and I'm like, this is all BS because none of it is fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I decided to look and in my heart. Day, those people don't care. The people that are on the no, fringe, they, don't. they could care less. No. You know, everybody, you know, you're, you're going to have your day, you what, fall over dead, and, and it's yeah. like, oh, they all... Who's going to be there? Yeah, everybody's posting on Facebook for a couple of days, and then... And that's it. And then they move on. It's, you know, it's done and over. Right, and then you think of the lives that you're really going to impact, and, and I agree with you, because I, I've seen you really come into your own, and, and again, the catalyst for that in my opinion, yeah. I'd like to hear what you say about it. But what I've observed is it's the kids. Yeah. Because really, you know, everybody, because everybody has got kids. Yeah. And everybody sacrifices. Right. You realize that, yeah, I'm on my own here. No, yeah. You know? and I mean, other people care, but they really don't care. They, they don't no, really, nobody they, really cares if you didn't sleep last night. No. You know, because they all had kids and didn't sleep. And so. And, 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 and I, you know, what I feel is that, and then, you know, there's the, the whole thing, the, the courage to express my feelings and all that, it all comes into play. But when God put it in my heart, because when we met and we started dating, I didn't care about having kids. Like we even had that talk right. a couple of times and I'm like, you know, I can take it or leave it. Like I was, I like kids, but it wasn't something that I needed. And then couple years after that, I can't remember exactly, but it was probably a couple years before we became foster parents. I shared with you and I had the courage to share with you because at the time you were like, that was not a popular thing in our home. No, it wasn't because, you know, in a way you were right. I never, I didn't tell you from the time we we're dating, you know, I really want kids. It, they weren't on my list. And then that came into my heart and I had to really fight for that and mm -hmm. not just fight for that but i had to grow so painfully much as a person to be able to fulfill that role and then on top of that 
God wanted me to be a foster parent and an adoptive parent. And mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but until you go through this road, there's no comparison. No. Okay. No. Uh, you know, I have friends and family until the, you know, the cows come home that had their own biological kids and yet yeah, kids are very difficult and there's the no sleep and blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you this, no sleep, no sleep and the day-to-day -day stuff, that's probably 40% of the stress that it's been. That, you, that we experienced. That we experienced. Yeah. And so, and so it was a really rough go. And the I rest can, is workers, court system. Yeah, the injustice, you know, injustice. And, yeah. and you feel you're trying to advocate for a child and nobody else cares and all that stuff. And, and so, and so for me through this path of over three years, I have lost so many friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't care. Yeah. Because you know what? In uh, about an hour, three little souls are going to be up and they are counting on me. And mm -hmm. all I want to do is help them grow and develop and love them. And so um, now there's other things in my heart now that I'm working towards and you, you know, support me all the way. Well, and you're so, about to, and this is, this is part of this big announcement we're going to make, but yeah. you're about to make a very, very radical change in your life that yeah. I never saw coming that no. I don't even know that you saw coming, No, but it's just something that God yeah. put onto your heart. And yes. this is something you want to do. There's a radical change that I, I've told you what my dream is. Yes. And that is so far outside the box right. from where we're at right now. And we're basically at that point in our lives where it's like, this is what we got to do. And if somebody like, else doesn't like it, it really exactly. doesn't matter. Like, I don't right. care. You know, right. I really don't care what they Right. Do, so know? I feel good about that. You know, but I, we're very blessed because we can do this. I can understand. I see this and I understand it. Yes. You know, I lived that. I would say that's a thousand percent true for me mm -hmm. that I wish I'd li had had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not doing that now. Right. You know? I'm, I like the wilderness. I like, you know, I like being outdoors. I like doing stuff like that. When's the last, I mean, we went hiking yesterday. The last time we hiked understand was fall before we took, we went to Calico tanks <laughs> The year that we got licensed yeah, as foster so two parents. two and a half years ago. Two and a half, for, yeah, two and a half or three. Three and a half years ago. Three and a half years You're ago. You're kidding. That was the last time we hiked? And I wish, yes, that's the last time we hiked. Yesterday. No, we hiked when uh, when Jesse was a baby. One time. Okay, maybe. Well, there <laughs> so you go. three years ago. <laughs> there. I guess, well, look at me, huh? Spoiled rotten. <laughs> Once every three years, yeah. we are there faithfully. And I mean, I, I'm the kind of guy that could be out there every day. Yeah. And and, yeah. and I don't. Yeah. You know? and, and what am I doing? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and so, so that's something I'm certainly guilty of. But you and I are, I think, inspired by each other. We don't hold each other back that way. Mm -hmm. There's something you want to do. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, and, and that's one of the great gifts of police work in the life that I had is mm -hmm. that there's been so much death, um, that death is something that, and death is when somebody passes away that, you know, um, what happens is you start to, you become very aware of your own mortality mm -hmm. and the more tragic to death, even more so, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and so what happens is for me, I know it can come in any moment because yeah. I've seen it. Literally, I mean, I made a list for you one day. Remember that list? Yes. Yeah. 
and people that were close to me that have passed away, it's, it's over a hundred. I think the list was over a hundred or close it, to a hundred. And, and so the thing of it is, is it's, I've always been keenly aware of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I see it as a great benefit because being keenly aware of death, you appreciate the moment and you want to live right and you want to do something valuable you don't like that that's one of the things why i'm always trying to learn always do i want to make the most of my time mm-hmm. but it's being so familiar with death right that has put me there sure. you know what i mean and and that's the one thing now getting into this comfortable little cozy world where we get up and have coffee and breakfast in the morning and <laughs> you know the toddlers run off to yeah you know that whole thing that's so far away from reality but that is most people's reality yeah you know and and for for us i think we're very fortunate in this regard that when we recognize this we don't waste a lot of time changing it. Probably because we're older going through this. So it's, you know, you come in with so much life experience that, you know, the toddler thing is, is almost like a joke, you know, and that's the, the whole thing. We look at them and they're so simple. That is such a, breath of fresh air and i think this is i think there's so many like uh, some of my friends you know the ones that i do stay in touch with you know they're my age you know around my age yeah and they're not dreaming anymore sure no i'm retired you know because they feel like they did all they were their life has lived they're just sitting there you know marking off the days and and for me i I still have dreams Mm -hmm. like i have lots of dreams and i think don't don't ever if you're still drawing breath you can still have dreams absolutely you know you can still have dreams and goals and i think that's the most important thing that's the that's the the thing that's stated here is uh, you know that giving up on your dreams you may have had to give up on dreams but don't give up on dreaming right does that make sense absolutely all right with that i think we got to run Sorry, it's such a long show. We probably should have broke this one up <laughs> like a two or three part series because we rushed through that even. Exactly. Thanks for listening, everybody. The Good Light Unscripted Podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. 